You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, April 26th. Ian Cameron with you. Uh, Jimmy Murphy uh, should be along, expected to be joining me momentarily uh, as we look ahead to this uh, Monday uh, NHL card. Uh, A very interesting one on tap tonight. We've got, it looks like, eight games uh, on the slate. A a lot of games with playoff implications, including Montreal-Calgary, which is essentially a showdown uh, between the two teams battling for that final spot uh, right now uh, in uh, that North Division. So we'll get to the Monday card in just a second. Uh, yesterday, Pittsburgh beating Boston one nothing. Uh, a great goaltending duel by uh, between Jeremy Swayman and Tristan Jari uh, in that hockey game yesterday. Uh, an excellent uh, performance by both goalies. Uh, even more by uh, Jari uh, as the Penguins get the one uh, nothing win. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers um, didn't make it easy, and the New Jersey Devils. The misery continues. Certainly. Uh, you're a victimized by a tough beat if you had the New Jersey Devils uh, as an underdog yesterday. And, and also if you had the under. And uh, I'm certainly very, very thankful for Claude Giroux uh, after what happened yesterday. Thank you, Claude Giroux, very much. Um, if I could send you a Christmas card three months late, I probably would. Thank you for those two goals because it rescued the best bet for me on yesterday's show, the Sunday edition, which indeed – uh, was the Devils Flyers over six. So uh, very, very excited uh, about um, that um, that victory with the uh, best bet yesterday. Uh, the Devils can't hold a three to one lead. Flyers tie it up three, uh, three, and then go on to win in a shootout as just an absolutely uh, dreadful run for the Devils continues. Uh, the New York Rangers take care of business in a six to three win against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo's still playing pretty hard, but unfortunately, you can't take the number of penalties that they did against the uh, red-hot offense of the New York Rangers 
and, and expect to win. And you can't be sloppy with the puck and break down defensively left and right against the Rangers if you expect to beat them. And that's unfortunately what happened to the Buffalo Sabres as uh, the Rangers win 6-3 to three and continue their pursuit uh, of the fourth and final playoff spot in the East Division. They're now only four points behind the Boston Bruins. Now, granted, the Bruins have a couple games in hand. Schedule is certainly in Boston's favor. The math is in Boston's favor. But again, that's all fine and dandy that you have uh, more games remaining. If you're the Boston Bruins, you've still got to go out there and win them. Uh, and we'll have to see if they're able to do that uh, because they are certainly still getting some pressure uh, being put on them uh, by the hard-charging uh, New York Rangers. And again, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, again, an outstanding game uh, for the New York Rangers yesterday. Uh, had the team total over three and a half with the Rangers yesterday. Uh, it ended up getting there. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and funny story, uh, they beat Columbus in overtime, but funny story is a good friend of mine had one of these eight, nine, ten, I can't remember how many teams it was, but he showed me the ticket uh, that he that he bet, and it was a, it was an eight or nine or ten team parlay. It was a lot of teams. There was games from Saturday and games from yesterday, and uh, he and the last leg of that parlay that he was waiting on to cash was Tampa Bay. Uh, last night against Columbus for $5,000 or close to that. Uh, and obviously, um, and it was funny, I was checking in. I'm like, so uh, how are you doing? Are you, how are you feeling? Are you hanging in there? Knowing that that Tampa Bay-Columbus game was um, pretty tight, pretty competitive, down to the wire, uh, a close game, you know, with almost 5K on the line, and I didn't get any response. So that basically told me all I needed to know. It's probably a nervous wreck pacing around the room, uh, biting his nails, whatever the case, you, whatever nervous twitch or nervous uh, emotion or nervous action uh, that you do when you, you know you, you're in some angst. I'm sure he was doing that at that moment. But thankfully, Tampa Bay gets the overtime win. He gets the big parlay cash, almost five thousand bucks. So happy for him. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Lightning beat Columbus. Columbus, I'm telling you what, they are playing with that desperation. Uh, these last few games to try to get out of this wretched losing streak they're in. But unfortunately, they just can't find ways to win games right now. Uh, that is their issue. Uh, and it continued to be last night uh, in the loss that they had to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, you know, they're trying. I think Elvis Merzlikens was right the other night. You know, they're trying. And they certainly had great effort against Tampa last night, but just can't find ways to win right now. Uh, this Blue Jackets team, tough one, losing an OT last night to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we got our uh, right-hand man, my right-hand man, Jimmy Murphy, now back uh, on the ice, guys, here on this Monday edition. Uh, Jimmy, welcome in. Uh, look, uh, we haven't talked to you in a couple days. Uh, how about some thoughts from the weekend that was in the NHL? I, I mean, it's going to it's gonna be a, stre a stretch run to remember, I think, uh, here, Ian. You know, these teams, I mean, I look at the division, and I'm closest to the East Division right now, and it's just such a crapshoot with those four teams that's uh, are currently positioned for the playoffs. And then you get the Rangers making a push as well. So uh, it's going to be exciting going down the stretch here. I think though, the toughest thing is because of that is, is trying to get a read on some of these other teams. I, I think you were just talking about Columbus and we've kind of talked about those teams that are out of it right now, uh, you know, or Buffalo Sabres, somebody like that, who it's just tough uh, when they're, when they're involved in a game, it's tough to read because a lot of these teams right now seem you know, you see the Bruins get up more for, say, a game against Pittsburgh than maybe they do against Buffalo. I know they took two or three against Buffalo, but I, I just had a bad feeling about that Friday game. And that, that was that was a good spot. If you were ever going to take Buffalo, that was a good spot. 
Uh, and I think we're going to see that a lot right now where teams are going to be geared up against the teams that they're neck and neck with. But then they get those other teams. It's going to get a little dangerous. So uh, just keep an eye on going forward. But I, I love the hockey right now. It's great. Uh, and the one I'm looking forward to right now tonight is the Montreal Calgary. And just a weird time as well, right? Because that's what? Is that uh, it's going to be a 4, 4 p.m. mountain time? Is that what they're starting at? Yeah, early start and great segue because that's our first game that we're teeing up here on this Monday card. So with that in mind, let's uh, get right into it. Yeah. Montreal, Calgary, uh, it's 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, 4.30 p.m. local time in Calgary. So a late afternoon start, but there's no fans, so it's not like it's a huge deal, but it's just odd the start time why it's this way. And they had a 6 p.m. Eastern game in Montreal, these two teams recently yeah. as well. So really odd, bizarre start times, but should be a good one. Great, great way to start the night. That's for sure. Huge game. Calgary minus 130, home favorites, total five and a half shade to the under. Uh, Uncle Mo, momentum is all on Calgary's side. I mean, they've won the first two games uh, against Montreal. And I've said this a million times now, shows the last few days. I was doing the hit with Marenzi last night. If you take Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli, Jake Allen off the Habs, what do you have left? Not a whole lot right now. Those three guys are carrying this team. I mean, they're the guys that are showing up night in and night out. Tyler Toffoli with his, what, almost 25 goals now in the season. Thank goodness they've gotten that from him. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know what Montreal would be without him. Josh Anderson's been a great pickup. It's one of the good moves Mark Bergevin's made. Was getting Josh Anderson and sent Max Domi the other way. who has been atrocious uh, this season once again for the Columbus Blue Jays. Can barely even get on the ice now and getting scr healthy scratched nightly now by uh, John Tortorella. Uh, so that was a good move there. And Jake Allen has done everything in his power to give his team a chance to win. The good thing that I think they did was giving Caden Primo the start on Saturday. I know Habs fans are saying you got to ride Allen. No, you got to give him a break, okay? You know, he's not used to playing this many games in a row. These are big games. It was a back-to-back. -back. I have no issues with the Caden Primo decision to start him Saturday night. Now you've got a rested, fresh Jake Allen who hasn't played now since Friday. Uh, I think this is definitely uh, – going to be a good spot for Jake Allen probably to play well. Um, boy, it's tough, though. Montreal can't score. They're having a hard time finding the back of the net. Uh, like I said, outside of Toffoli and Anderson, who consistently is put in the puck in the net right now for the Montreal Canadiens? Not many other players. Look, Johnny Gaudreau and had a great game the other night, and if you get him percolating a little bit for Calgary, that's a good sign moving forward. Uh, Jacob Markstrom has been fantastic this season against Montreal. Head to head, I think he's won all but one star. I think he's six and one or seven and one against Montreal this year. He has been outstanding against them. He was great on Saturday night, great in the win the night before. It's kind of in their heads a little bit right now. The problem is Calgary was minus one fifteen, minus one twenty, Jimmy, in the first meetings, and they're a little bit they're being priced a little bit higher uh, tonight in this one, around minus one thirty, minus one thirty five. Don't know if I love the value as much. I'm not involved in the game from a side or a total perspective, but I do lean to Calgary. I got to ride the red hot team. And again, nothing Calgary's done, Jimmy, matters a tinker's dam, in my opinion, before tonight. They have to get this one too, because they go right back to six points behind Montreal if they lose tonight. And Montreal still has a game in hand on Calgary. And, you know, we're down to the last two weeks now. They can't fall back to six points behind Montreal. They have to win tonight. They got to get this to a two point deficit with a game, with Montreal still having a game in hand. So, I think winning this game is just as important for Calgary, if not even more important than the last two games that they won against Montreal. So I lean a little to Calgary, but I don't love the price. And I certainly would lean under the total in 
think we have a lower scoring game tonight uh, in this one. Jimmy, what do you think Calgary hosting Montreal? Well, I'm already on record as saying I won't bet the Habs ever again, right? Because uh, they've just crushed me too many times here. Uh, so don't worry. I'm not breaking that promise. I'm going to go the other way. And right out of the gate, I'm going Jimmy Puck line. I, I just think the Habs are, are, are just carcass on the road right now. They're just they're just that <laughs> dead animal that somebody needs to scrape off the side of the road. They're done. Put a fork in them. And I know this is a team I picked to win the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, I, how can I be saying that right now? But I, there's just something missing there. I, they, you, they can point to injuries and price and blah, 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 all they want. But the bottom line is there is something missing. What it is, I don't know. If I knew, I'd be taking Mark Bergevin's job. But I don't know right now. And I can't go near this team in terms of taking them on a side uh, it, it, until I have any indication of what that is. So I'm sticking with the hot team here. I mean, this is a this is a playoff game for both teams, but it seems to be that Calgary's been taking it more as a playoff game than the Habs have. And maybe the Habs just think, all right, we get them out of the way, we lose one more time, then they don't have another shot at us again this year head-to-head, -head, and they have to worry about what we do and what other teams do. That's not a good way to look at it. Live in the moment right now, and in the moment right now, if you're the Habs, you suck. And I think they're going to continue to suck right now, and I, I like the Flames on the puck line. All right, like in Calgary, Jimmy Puckline coming out already in this first game, <laughs> minus one and a half, plus 195. Hell of a price there uh, with the Flames uh, on the puck line. Next up, Vancouver and Ottawa. Uh, we've got the Canucks, minus 125, road favorites, total five and a half, six, depending on which book you're looking at. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, these two teams played two times in Vancouver, and now the scene shifts to Ottawa uh, for this game uh, Canucks and Senators again. Canucks have dominated the Senators this year. Aside from the one game that Ottawa beat them last week, the game after Vancouver beat Toronto twice, so maybe a little bit of a flat spot there for uh, Vancouver after beating Toronto twice. But they bounced back, beat the Senators Saturday. Obviously, Vancouver's got to just about, if not, run the table. Let's let's not kid ourselves. They, that's what they've got to do. They've got to almost win every game out, and I know they've got a bunch of games in hand. That's the edge they have over Montreal, but they're still eight points back. They've got to win them. Simple. And they have very, very little, precious little room for error, margin for error at this point. So you know Vancouver's got to come out full bore in this game. But I'm still a little gun shy with ever betting against Ottawa. This is a scrappy team, especially as an underdog. They've been good on home ice. You know, they keep on showing up and playing hard, playing spirited hockey every night for a team that uh, is well out of has been well out of it for most of the season, uh, they relish playing the spoiler role. And I like the, the way the young kids are coming through and developing. Shane Pinto is going to be another good young player for them. They've already got Batherson and Brady Kachuk and Timmy Stutzla, Thomas Shabbat on the back end, uh, Brandstrom. Uh, I mean, this team is going to be a really good team for a long time, the way they're stacking these young, very promising NHL prospects throughout their lineup, forwards, defense, and let's not forget about Matt Murray. Matt Murray's been a big reason why Ottawa's played some pretty solid competitive hockey the last two weeks. This is probably the best stretch of hockey he's played. So um, this is a tough one for me. I mean, I I lean Ottawa, actually, but I'm not going to go against the need to win for Vancouver uh, in this one. But I'm telling you what, Ottawa, don't they've played spoiler before. Just ask Montreal, just ask Calgary. 
Uh, let's see if Vancouver can do it on the road here in this one. Starting goaltender confirmations for this one. Do we have them yet? We have Holtby and Hogberg uh, in net for these two teams. Not going to be actually Matt Murray. I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, Marcus Hogberg uh, is going to be in net. Oh, man, that changes things a lot. Remember I said I lean Ottawa about a minute ago, but probably not a lean now. I'm not a big Hogberg guy, not at all. Uh, I don't trust him here. Maybe we get to the over now uh, because Holtby, look, he played great against the Leafs, but is that sustainable? Because he wasn't really playing all that well this season before those two, you know, shocking performances against the Leafs. Hogberg's not exactly a goalie I trust to put up a brick wall. Uh, so maybe I get there with the over now with the confirmed goalies being Holtby and Hogberg in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Sends Canucks. I'm thinking right now, Ian, um, you might be onto something there. That is a big difference there in terms of the goaltending there. And interesting, I mean, Mar Murray just came back. Huh? Now he's, he seems to be hurt again. Uh, just not a fun season for him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that too. Uh, put me on the over here because I think it's going to end up being at six and a half. So if you can still get a six right now, I would grab it. Uh, so give me the over six in that game. And I'll take a, you know, I'm going to do a little side one as well. I'm going to do a little uh, – Team total on Vancouver over as well. All right. Team total over for Vancouver uh, in this one, which is uh, over three and a half plus 125. And also like an over, there's five and a half at bet online. I like that. I'm, I'm definitely Ooh. betting it at five and a half. If you can find yeah. it uh, at bet online with uh, Marcus Hogberg and uh, Braden Holpe are confirmed goalies. Neither of them have great numbers. Like I know Holpe was spectacular. Maybe he's going to be spectacular again, but I got to see it again if he can rep replicate what he did against the Toronto Maple Leafs, because that was not Braden Holtby-like based on the way he's played for the majority uh, of the season. And yeah, it's because Matt Murray and Anton Forsberg are both nursing lower body injuries. So there you go. That's exactly why Matt Murray's not able to go tonight. He's uh, feeling, he, uh, apparently had a setback or a little bit of a relapse of one of his previous injuries over the weekend. So he's not available tonight, and neither is Forsberg. So you got to go with Ho uh, Hogberg, and that's what uh, Ottawa's left with here uh, in net tonight. So, yeah, five and a half. I like this over the total now for sure. Uh, next game, Colorado and St. Louis. We've got the uh, Avalanche minus 165 to minus 170. Uh, home or road favorites, I should say, here in St. Louis. Total six shaded to the under. Um, look, I know St. Louis is the probably the more desperate team because these games are for their playoff lives. Colorado is securely in, although they're still battling for first. So don't necessarily say that Colorado is sleepwalking here. I think they were sleepwalking a little bit Saturday uh, against St. Louis. They ended up losing that game to the Blues. That being said, the Blues played well, but they still needed Bennington to really play well in the third period. And Colorado hit a couple of posts as well. I mean, St. Louis was really hanging on for dear life to secure that win Saturday afternoon uh, against uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Look, Colorado, what are they off a loss this year? I believe they're 11-2 and two or something like that, that off a loss this season. You're not going to see me betting against this team when they lost the previous game. And in fact, I saw another stat, Jimmy. Do you know Colorado, what, what their record is this season when they are trying to – when they're playing a team in which they're trying to avenge a previous loss in the most recent meeting to that same team? They're undefeated. they're undefeated. Yes, undefeated when playing a team that they lost to the last time they played them. And that's the situation. Can't go against that. And we know this is the class of the Western Conference right now, uh, in my opinion, even without Grubauer still. Uh, and having to rely on Dubnik can be a little bit you know, tricky. Uh, we know he can be uh, you know, erratic up one game, uh, down the next game. 
Uh, and obviously, Jonas Johansson has still got a lot to prove as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> both of these goalies can be somewhat tricky to trust. And it is going to be, by the way, Jonas Johansson uh, in net tonight for Colorado. But be, uh, to be honest with you, he's played a little, little bit better in his last couple games for uh, the Avalanche. Let's give him credit. You know, he was junk. He was garbage uh, in Buffalo. But let's be honest. I think there was a lot of garbage around him defensively and a lot of poor defensive play around him. You're not getting that as uh, here now with Colorado. So maybe there's a, a buy low opportunity and a chance for Jonas Johansson now on a better hockey team to, you know, get his feet on the ground and play better in net for this Avalanche team because he has played better the last couple of starts he's had for the Avalanche. It'll be Bennington again for St. Louis. I still lean a little to the over here in this game. It went over the total Saturday. I think I would still lean in that direction here. And I'm going to go with Colorado in regulation here, minus 115. I know St. Louis is battling Arizona for that last spot. It's a big game for them, but Colorado doesn't lose two in a row very often. They don't lose to the same team twice in a row either. So I'm going to go abs and regulation minus 115. They're off a loss. They're still the better of these two teams. Give me the avalanche and regulation as well as over six uh, in this game. Jimmy, what do you think? Well, what I think is somebody there asked me for uh, two puck lines uh, today. So you're getting them. My first two out of three calls here are a Jimmy puck line. Colorado avalanche are going to roll tonight. Look, St. Louis, uh, it was a great game, but I mean, where, where's that game without Ryan O'Reilly? You know, what, what happens without Ryan O'Reilly in that game? And they can't just depend on him every game. They're, they're another team, I think, that, you know, if you're looking at a team in each division that kind of can't figure themselves out and is underachieved, much like the Montreal Canadiens, I, I think the St. Louis Blues are a perfect example of that. So I can't back them uh, to beat Colorado two times straight. So give me the Avalanche minus one and a half. All right, liking the Avalanche puck line. Puck line number two, minus one and a half, plus 145 for Colorado, for uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, Carolina, Dallas, Carolina, minus 125 home road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Um, this is another game where I'm kind of going against the grain and going against the team that has got that needs the win. And the team that needs the win is Dallas. I'm sorry, but I, look, you can say all you want. They don't, And th that game to, against Detroit Saturday night, I don't know if I've ever seen something like that, where the team is down one nothing after the first two periods and the shots are like 38 to 6. I've never seen that kind of shot discrepancy in my life. And I've been watching hockey for 30 years. I don't think I've ever seen something like that, Jimmy. That was insane. 38 to six yeah. were the shots on goal for the Dallas Stars over the Detroit Red Wings. Give Jonathan Bernier credit. I mean, that guy did everything in his power um, to keep the Red Wings in the, at that game. And look, Bernier's had some ups and downs in his career. You can say what you will about that. You can say what you will about the fact he doesn't know Nelson Mandela is. Uh, that's another story. Uh, but the fact remains that uh, Jonathan Bernier's had a great season this year for the most part uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. And he was a big reason why uh, Detroit even got that game to overtime. He was the only reason uh, that Det Detroit got that game to overtime. So Dallas gets the overtime win. They deserve to win that game seven to one or something. The fact remains, they still they have to work so damn hard, Jimmy, in a lot of games to score their mm. goals. I mean, they don't score easily. They've got to – it's some teams, all they need is three or four good chances, and they've got two, three goals on the board. You know, this team needs 50 chances, and they can scratch barely scratch out one or two goals. So, And that's been the Dallas M.O. pretty much all season with this team offensively, uh, and it continues to be this way uh, for uh, the Dallas Stars when I just sit back and I look at this price, to me, it's cheap on Carolina. And it's not like Carolina's – the Carolina's secure in their playoff spot, but they're still in a tight 
top of the division, first place battle with Tampa and Florida. They're coming off a frustrating loss that I know was frustrating. They talked about it. They had a lead against Florida. It looked like they might have been able to sweep the Panthers in back-to-back games. Florida ties it up, and then they win in overtime against Carolina. They didn't like the way they closed that game. Um, so I would expect Carolina to be ready to bounce back here. They're still the better of these teams, and to me, there's a pretty cheap price, all things considered, uh, on the Carolina side. So I like them here a bit, minus 125. I know it's James Reimer and that kind of surprising because they've gone back and forth. Morozik with uh, uh, Nadelkovic. You got to wonder if maybe Morozik's had a setback in his injuries. I think that might be the case to have uh, James Reimer starting uh, in net tonight for the uh, Hurricanes. Yes, Morozik's out again uh, for the uh, day-to-day, at least due to injury. So, and they want to give Nadelkovic a little bit of a rest. So, but I don't mind Reimer. Reimer's Reimer's actually played a little bit better in his last few starts. It's Jake Ottinger for Dallas, Mm -hmm. uh, who's been, you know, a little bit more inconsistent as of late to me at this price. I still think there's a little bit of a gap with these two teams, Carolina off a loss price is manageable. I'm on the uh, hurricanes here at around minus 125 in this one. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Carolina, Dallas. I mean, I, I'm with you. I would lean Hurricanes. I'm going to pass in this game, but I would lean Hurricanes if I was going to do something here. And, yeah, great point by you on Dallas. It's just – it's such a mission for them to get any offense going. And, I, I mean, I I look at Dallas. A lot of people say, well, they're making a late push here and they, they have a chance to get back into the playoffs and they're getting sagging back. And I just don't see it. I mean, I, I just see a team that just doesn't have it this year, a classic case of a team who overextended themselves last year went on a, a surprising run all the way to game six, the Stanley cup final. Uh, and, and kudos to them for that. It was a great run. It was a great story, but I, I think that they just, that combined with the dynamics of this COVID season uh, and the compacted schedule, I, I think it just really caught up to them. You know, it could have happened to Tampa Bay too, but it didn't. Um, but I think it's just natural and we'll probably see it happen to one of the Stanley cup finalists from this year. We'll see that happen to them next year. So I think that's what they've been a classic case of. It's just sort of a hangover from last year, and they haven't been able to get by it. So I, I'm not touching Dallas much for the rest of the season. All right. Uh, so just a lean to Carolina for Jimmy there. Yes, uh, I don't usually uh, beg and plead for likes. Hit the like button, subscribe like a lot of people do when they do YouTube shows. But, yes, we do appreciate it, and thank you to those that are uh, that are hitting the like button for sure uh, and going to be – Uh, getting involved. Uh, We appreciate it. Hit that like button. You're right. 90 live viewers. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. We want to grow the ice, guys. The subscriber count is going to hit 1,000 on the YouTube channel pretty soon. You know, 7,000 downloads of the podcast uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network. So we really appreciate it. Great stuff, and thanks for the support. But hit that like button every day you tune in on live on YouTube. We really do uh, appreciate that for sure. All right, next up on the uh, Monday slate, we've got the Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators, another Central Division battle. Florida minus 125 road favorites, total 5.5, just like the Carolina-Dallas game. you got a superior team. There's no doubt Florida's better than Nashville. There's no doubt Carolina's better than Dallas. But look, Dallas and Nashville are the two – teams that are maybe a little bit more urgency going into this game because they're trying to battle for that final playoff spot. See this spot. I'm not as like, I like Carolina a little bit against Dallas. I'm not as high on Florida tonight against Nashville. They've actually played Nashville pretty well uh, this season. The Panthers really well, but uh, the Preds um, look, they're they're UC Soros is in a, in a groove right now playing extremely well. You throw out the third period of the first game against Chicago. I don't know what happened. I think they maybe fell asleep. They were up four one and they paid the price for it. They fell asleep, but you throw out that third period. They 
controlled the first two periods that night against Chicago. They bounced back strong to beat Chicago the second game. They are playing good hockey, uh, the Predators, right now. Defensively, they picked it up, no question. Uh, certainly being healthier on the blue line uh, has helped that Nashville team out significantly. Really, when Ackholm, uh, in particular, uh, came back on the blue line, and Ryan Ellis uh, as well, you know, that blue line's in a much better shape now than it was earlier this season. Uh, wait till they get a, and they, I believe Eli Tolvanen might be uh, on the verge of ready to return as well. And he is back. Yes. So that's even bigger for the Nashville Predators as well, the way he had been going. And yeah, Forsberg uh, has been out for a while, but uh, they've been able to carry on well without him. Uh, it just feels like it's a decent spot for Nashville. They've been off now, I believe, for a couple of days. So they actually have a nice little rest advantage. And look, late season rest where you have actually a couple of days off or three days off in between games, those are more significant rest periods between games now than they would be, say, in January and February because teams are feeling it right now. Injuries are mounting. You played a lot of games. You have this rare chance to get two days off like Nashville's had going into this game. That's going to help them. So I lean a little to Nashville, but I still think Florida's better, and they have done well head-to-head -head against Nashville. So I'm off the game, but I'm excited to see how it turns out. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Florida versus Nashville? I'm actually going to go with Florida in this. Uh, you know, I, I like them against this, against Nashville as well. And uh, Florida is one of these teams that I'm really keeping a close eye on as far as a team that I think might really make some noise in the playoffs. I think they finally just have the right mix of players there uh, in that locker room. And obviously they've got a, a plethora of really good goaltending as well. So a team to watch here as we get towards the playoffs and into the postseason. But I like them tonight for sure. Give me them on the money line. All right, like in Florida, minus 120. So Jimmy thinks of this game the way I think about Carolina-Dallas, where I, I just like the superior team, even against the team that needs to win. Uh, Jimmy liking that here with the Florida Panthers here. And like we said, uh, Sam Bennett's gotten a second life, uh, a new lease on life here in Florida, has played well. Uh, Brandon Montour, a nice addition at the deadline. Barkov every night. Like I was wondering, hey, this guy, is, is he ready to be captain and play and play like it and lead and be responsible and lead by example with play on the ice consistently? Oh, he's answered all of those questions. Check, 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 check. What a season for Alexander Barkov. He's ready to be the captain. He's, I think, embraced it. And, boy, he's playing like a captain night in and night out for yep. this uh, Panthers team. Uh, great to see that for sure. Jimmy liking the Panthers here uh, in this one. Drieger will be in net, by the way, for the uh, Panthers tonight uh, in this one. All right, next game on this uh, Monday slate, we've got the uh, Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, even money, minus 110 both sides here. The total six shaded to the over. Some interesting trends that kind of have me leaning to the over, and it's kind of difficult to bet Edmonton in particular uh, over the total right now with, you know, they've played solid defense. They've kind of committed to playing that way. Mike Smith's been great. But Winnipeg off a loss of three goals or more, they have been, uh, I think, perfect to the over this year, 4-0 or 5-0 to the over when they're off a three-goal loss at home, which is exactly the case after the loss to Toronto the other night. Two straight losses uh, for the Winnipeg Jets against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They'll be looking to bounce back. And the big headline was uh, out of that game Saturday was, well, obviously for the Jets, they can't win the division now. It's Toronto's division. They're now nine points behind the Leafs uh, in that division. So now it's just who's going to get second and who's going to get home ice advantage, Jimmy, uh, in that playoff series between the Oilers and the Jets. Who's going to get second? Who's going to get third? So that's essentially what these teams are playing for right here. 
uh, is home ice advantage in that first round series. Uh, so you got Winnipeg off two straight losses. And my initial thought overnight when I first, you know, handicapped the card for today was I like Winnipeg here, bounce back spot, two straight home losses. They haven't lost three in a row very, very often. I think you're going to get a great effort from them. I think a wake-up call was Paul Maurice benching Mark Shifley uh, in the second and third period the other night. He had a terrible turnover in the O-zone. It was just uh, too, way too slow uh, getting off the ice for a line change, and it cost the Jets a goal. That was John Tavares scored at the other end with a slow line change by Mark Shifley. And you could see Paul Maurice, he had that mask on his face, like all coaches do. And they showed the replay of the slow line change for Shifley. And then Tavares scoring just seconds later. And then there's the shot, Jimmy of Shifley or of Paul Maurice on the bench with the mask on. He's going, boom, boom, boom. you can see he's just like, <laughs> he's just losing it. Yeah. He's pissed off. About Mark saw Shifley that. doing that. It was just a little, cause you can see it. he's got the mask. And you can see his head going like that. And he, he was not happy. And clearly he wasn't because he benched Mark Shifley's ass uh, for the rest of the game after that. So uh, we'll see if that uh, wakes up Winnipeg. However, they received a huge blow injury-wise earlier today. Nikolai yeah. Ehlers out for the rest of the regular season, hoping he's back uh, for the playoffs for the Winnipeg Jets. So I don't know where this came from. I know him and Thornton mixed it up Saturday night, but I don't think anything Joe Thornton did to him would have caused the injury. I think it must have been something lingering from before and it flared up again. Saturday night in that loss yeah. to the Leafs. So again, a devastating loss because he's been their best forward, hundred percent. The yeah, only other guy easy. that's in, in in his calibers uh, or in the mix is Connor. Is Kyle Connor? That's it uh, for the uh, Jets because Shifley's been up and down. Wheeler's taken a step back offensively. Dubois's been up and down as well uh, for the Jets since he's been there. He hasn't been as bad as Lyon A, uh, but then again, that's not saying a whole lot. Uh, but nevertheless, he's been uh, erratic as well for Winnipeg. So it's a big loss. It's a it's the kind of absence where it kind of takes me off the Winnipeg side here because I really thought this was a good situation, a good spot. And maybe they rally the troops. You know, sometimes with the key guy out that first game, they still find a way to rally around it and win. Maybe you get that from the Jets. But part of the equation, too, of my hesitancy, Jimmy, to back Winnipeg is – Edmonton's playing pretty damn good right now, like really damn good yes. hockey. I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Dar Darnell Nurse has been outstanding on the blue line. Um, Mike Smith just continues to be great in that. I'm waiting for that Mike Smith, you know, just game where he gets shelled. And, and you're just not seeing any of those this season from Mike Smith. So it's tough. Uh, I think i got to stay off Winnipeg now. I've got enough concerns now. I like the spot, but that's about it. I think current form, Edmonton, it's in their favor. Health-wise, I think Edmonton's the healthier hockey team as well, better form. So there's enough factors that favor Edmonton where I'm not pulling the trigger on the Jets, even though I lean that way. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Oilers, Jets. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like the Jets in this spot at all right now, and that is a devastating blow to the Jets. Um, All-around game, but obviously mostly offensively as well, and I think they're going to they're going to have some issues trying to score going forward here. Uh, I mean, he was just really one of the most underrated stories in the NHL, if you really think about it. Uh, but just a, a huge uh, offensive loss there. So I'm going to tell you what, I'm going with the I, – if I was going to do a side, I would lean towards Edmonton in this. Um, but I am going to go full out on the under, uh, the total of this game. And I'm also going to take the team total under on Winnipeg, under two and a half goals uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. And I think you get some pretty good value on that. All right, looking at an under uh, here uh, with the uh, team total. And what did you like the full game under as well? Yeah, I'm going to do both. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. Double up. That's what I thought. Yeah. Under uh, for the full game, uh, under six. 
uh, in this one, as well as under for the Jets, their team total under two and a half here, plus 125 uh, is what you can get uh, on that. Uh, next game up, well, uh, pr pretty much playing for exercise here, but we've got the uh, Anaheim Ducks and the Los Angeles Kings. It's a game nevertheless. Uh, L.A. minus 150 to minus 160. Uh, home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under in this one. I, I do have a small bet on Anaheim here just because of the price. Could the Kings really be trusted laying minus 150, minus 160 here in this game? They actually beat Anaheim in this favorites price range the last time they played the Ducks, but now the Ducks are in revenge. Like the Ducks are really, really rough right now, really bad. Things aren't going well for them. I get it. That's why they're a big underdog. Getzlaff has, of course, uh, missed some time recently for the Ducks. That's a concern. Uh, Josh Manson and Hampus Lindholm, two key defensemen, uh, remain out of the lineup as well for the uh, Ducks. They're not getting a whole lot offensively right now uh, up and down their lineup. The Kings have at least played a little bit better lately than the than the uh, Ducks. Um, we'll see who's in net for these two teams. Gibson hasn't even been all that sharp lately compared to what he was uh, earlier uh, in the season. I get all of that, but LA in this price range, no thank you. I mean, these yeah. are two pretty comparable teams, and you're talking about one of them, the LA Kings now, laying about minus 150 to minus 155 in this game. Um, I can't say I love it because Anaheim's really scuffling big time right now, but at this price, I got to take a small shot here with the uh, Ducks getting a, a price that uh, – like against in, in a price range that I'm not really ready to trust LA in. Uh, that is for sure. Let's not forget uh, LA, of course, uh, struggling to be consistent themselves. So uh, for me, it would be a little look to Anaheim. Again, not strong. These are two bad teams. And sometimes you get what you, it feels like this could be Philly, New Jersey, where I leaned to New Jersey last night. It feels, man, they're getting too big of a price here against Philadelphia. And yet, even against a struggling Flyers team, they still find a way to lose. Maybe that's Anaheim tonight. You know, same thing. Maybe they still find a way to lose. But at this price, I got to take a shot uh, with the Ducks. Jimmy, do you agree? I mean, if I was going to touch this game, I would. I see what you're saying, and I agree. There's no way that the Kings should uh, be, be laying that kind of juice there. But uh, I'm going to stay away from this game. Like you said, it's just sort of – it's the JV game, so to speak. Uh, there was a day, though, man. I mean, I was just thinking about it as you opened up that uh, – you know, your monologue about this was just – Remember the days when this was like a go-to matchup? You'd, you'd actually, if you're on the East Coast, you would stay up to watch the Kings and the Ducks play. It seems like Playoff yesterday. Teams, but, both of them, yeah. Just five yeah, years I mean, ago. I guess, yeah. I guess I'm getting old, man. I mean, that doesn't seem like that long ago. But when in reality, I mean, we're talking like, you know, six, seven years ago now, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I don't blame you for passing. Uh, it's just a small flyer for me on the uh, Anaheim Ducks here at around plus 140 in this one. All right, we wrap it up with our final game on this Monday card now. Arizona and San Jose. Uh, we've got the uh, Coyotes minus 110 to minus 115. Slight road favorites. A total five and a half shaded to the over. Um, I, um, San Jose is just back to bad San Jose again. Really bad San Jose. It's been a rough run for them. Eight straight losses uh, for the San Jose Sharks. The offense has dried up a little bit in recent games. The defense stinks once again like it has most of the season. Martin Jones is back to getting shelled and, and giving up soft goals and getting pulled like he did to like he was the other night against Terry Edelman's Minnesota Wild uh, in a 6 to 3 Minnesota uh, win. Uh, it's not going good at all for Bob uh, Bugner's team. This is this is a spot where if Arizona wants to make the playoffs, th this has got to be your game. You got to win games like this right now. And look, Arizona's had their own tough times. They have not played great hockey. Hell, they were one and seven in their last eight games prior to yeah. Saturday. But what I saw Saturday 
was some life, a return of some confidence. Now, granted, it was L.A. It was a bad team themselves that they were playing, but it was dominance. 40 to 26 in shots, shut out the LA Kings four to nothing. It was maybe the best and most complete game the Coyotes have had all season long. Rick Tockett said it as well uh, after the game. Uh, they've won three of four against San Jose uh, so far this season against the Sharks. This is just a, they're still the better team than San Jose. Uh, there is no question about that. This has got to be a must get game. If you want to make the playoffs and beat out St. Louis for that sp final spot, you got to beat teams like the San Jose Sharks. You know, it's funny. I was looking at this game, Jimmy. Arizona's got 10 road wins. That's actually more road wins than San Jose has home wins. San Jose only has eight home wins uh, this year. San, uh, Arizona's actually won more on the road than San Jose's I, won I at home. I was going to bring that up, Ian. Great minds think alike. Yep. They've got Darcy Kemper back in net, and he struggled in his first start or two, but he got it back big time uh, last time out. And look, people are going to rake Arizona over the coals for that one and seven run that they had. Did you see the strength of schedule during those eight games where they went one and seven? St. Louis, Minnesota, Colorado, and Vegas. Yeah, good luck going through that kind of a schedule. I mean, no yeah. wonder they had a tough nine. They're playing great team after great team, and even St. Louis is. Always uh, been a pain in the neck for Arizona. And Minnesota has just completely owned Arizona uh, in the recent head-to-head -head meetings between those two teams. Um, so this is a step down in class. And I said that on Saturday with the Kings game. It's a step down in class after a really tough schedule. And now they play a weaker team in L.A. And what do we see Arizona do? They, they put the boots to them, took care of business with a 4 nothing win. I think they do the same tonight. I like Arizona here, minus 110 to minus 115 uh, in this game against the reeling San Jose Sharks that have lost uh, eight in a row here uh, in this one, uh, going into this one, I should say. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Arizona-San Jose? Yeah, I'm with you there. And, you know, you kind of think about it. I mean, we started off talking about St. Louis earlier in the, in the show. It's like – Okay, guys, who who wants that last spot there in the West, right? It seems like, no, I don't want it. No, you have it, Arizona. No, no, you have it, St. Louis. One of these teams has got to decide, all right, we're taking this spot. And and I, I'm going to lean towards Arizona as being that team, and I think it starts tonight. Uh, give me Arizona in the first period with some great value there. I'm looking at a plus 170. I think they come out and set the tempo early. I like them to win as well, but that will be my official play in this game. Yeah, I might, I might sprinkle on. I don't know if I'll make that official, but you're right. That's the minus half a goal on Arizona at plus 170 uh, in the first period. So all they got to do is get the lead in the first period and take it into the intermission. Uh, and I think they can do that. Yeah, Garland's out for Arizona. Yeah, but they've missed him the last two games. And look, the, la the last two games for Arizona, they killed Minnesota in shots, in chances, and Cam Talbot stole yeah. the game. That was the first game without Garland. And then the second game, they kicked the snot out of L.A., Four nothing. I think they're fine without him. They miss him, no question uh, about it. Uh, but I think they can win without him, especially against a struggling, bad, they, reeling San Jose yeah. team right now. And going back to what I'm saying, Ian, I mean, they got to be looking at it. If I'm them, I just look at it and say, okay, well, you know, that wasn't that wasn't a good run. But like you said, look at the competition we had. All right, and we're still in that final spot. Like, how many? If a team goes one to seven like that, usually you're seeing them drop way down. And yet still here they are. So they got to be saying, Hey, you know, we got, we caught a break here and we got to take advantage of it. So I think that's the mindset you're going to see from them going forward here. I like Arizona. Keep an eye on them uh, down the stretch here. Yeah, exactly. And again, they got a taste of the playoffs last year uh, as well. And I think they yep. enjoyed it a lot. This team and they, they, they want to make it again this year. You better believe it. And uh, look, they, they are crippled by a tough schedule again. 
a lot of those games too, when they played Colorado Vegas and those behemoths in that division, they didn't have Darcy Kemper. They were still running out uh, Aiden Hill and uh, the the Russian kid, uh, Novetsov, yeah. or I believe is his name, uh, for uh, Arizona. I mean, that's who they had in net. Uh, and, of course, these drivers, no, no David Ayers there? Uh. <laughs> no David Ayers, no. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, that, that would have been the next uh, the goal, goalie if they lost yeah, anybody who, else. For that who time. was it, it would the, have been the, the sense the other goalie. night where they had uh, Anisimov was dressed up as the backup? When they yeah. had those uh, last minute, <laughs> right. I think it was because Murray was a late scratch or Murray, something. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, no, Murray got hurt. No. Murray got hurt in that game against. Murray got hurt, and then the other guy, yeah. Forsberg, was a late. He he was in rough shape too. So yeah, they had him yeah. <laughs> as a backup. Yeah, that's why those emergency goalies. You know, that's why they're on call. You never you never know what crazy shit could go down and when oh, you're yeah. gonna end up needing them for sure. Uh, but I used uh, yeah. to sit next uh, to those guys, Ian, at the garden, like before COVID. Uh, I just ended up in the press box. Uh, one of the emergency goalies for the Bruins always sat next to me. It was great. I learned a lot of stuff from him, man. It's a pretty, uh, wow. it's an oh, interesting thing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. he's he's a uh, he's a he's a cop in Charlestown. Uh, that's his his normal job, you know. And then he does this on the side, and uh, yeah, he loves it. So I was just waiting, you know, a couple times. I'm like, I'm gonna be sitting here talking to this guy, and all of a sudden something's gonna happen. He's gonna have to run down and go on the ice. So uh, it's an interesting gig. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, absolutely. It's uh, and you never know. And then all of a sudden you're uh, in that situation like a David Ayers against Toronto last year, where all of a sudden, hey, they need you. Both goalies are out uh, and you end up having to go to them. And then all of a sudden that's when the butterflies for those emergency goalies, you know, they really kick in. And it's like, wow, I'm actually going into an NHL game uh, here. Uh, and it's like, wow, I can't believe this is actually happening. But that's what made the David Ayers story. Uh, so cool. Not only goes in there in an NHL game in an emergency, but they win the game for him. They rally around him and yeah. pull out the win. Uh, that was just uh, yeah, unforgettable night. Maybe forgettable so for uh, the Leafs fan, but unforgettable yeah. for everybody it, it else. It was just yeah. so Leafs. That's what it was. It was yeah. Leafs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It was a Leaf thing to do was to lose to yep. a guy, you know, an emergency goaltender that was just put in there uh, due to necessity. Uh, no question. Uh, great stuff, Jimmy. We've brought, uh, gotten through every Monday a game on the card. We'll get to best bets in just a second. Before we do, though, if you're watching the show on YouTube, you see it on the screen. DraftKings promo code THPN. Uh, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Great time of year. The NFL draft is this week. And there's lots of props available, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball every day. Uh, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account. You'll have access to weekly specials and incentives, deposit bonuses, and more. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets for this uh, Monday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you got for best bet? Yeah, I'm going to go with that under um... – Sorry, wait a minute. <laughs> the under in the uh, Jets Oilers. Uh, I'm gonna go with that as uh, the total for the whole game under six. Uh, I just, I just don't see that the way Edmonton's playing right now. They're just such a better two way team now, playing that 200 foot hockey. And uh, with the Oilers going down now, just it, it looks like a rough patch here for the Jets. So give me that under. All right, like in the uh, Edmonton Winnipeg uh, under. Uh, six, uh, minus 110, uh, Jimmy Murphy with his best bet for this Monday uh, card. Uh, mine, and look, starting to get it going with the best bets, which is good to see. We, we, we you know, we can't guarantee we win them every day, uh, but three in a row for me. We uh, swept the best bets over the weekend. It was Nashville on Friday, 
It was Minnesota, San Jose over five and a half on Saturday. And yeah, I needed a little more than a little bit of good fortune yesterday with New Jersey, Philadelphia over six. Thank you, Claude Giroux, uh, for those two late goals to send the game to overtime. But still, three best bet winners in a row. Let's see if we can go for four in a row. I'm going to take Arizona minus one ten against San Jose. It's a it's a it's a spot where they're the better team. They uh, they need to win games like this to make the playoffs. They got off the Schneid and uh, trounced LA over the weekend. Dominated that game. Even the st stats will tell you that high danger chances, uh, expected goals margin heavily in Arizona's favor. San Jose has been just uh, in a free fall, eight straight losses coming into tonight. Uh, I think it goes to nine straight losses tonight for San Jose. Uh, Arizona minus 110 against San Jose. That'll be my best bet for this Monday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. A reminder, Thanks, we're, on, yeah, we're on YouTube live uh, seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, uh, noon Eastern. Uh, yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, noon Eastern, Saturday and Sunday. If you can't watch the show live, uh, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms and providers, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeart. We're on all of those platforms. Thanks to everyone for the kind, uh, good words about our special guests. We've had uh, Devin Didiometi, Deeds. We've had Vital Cote over the weekend, people enjoying those special guests. We've got some more lined up. This weekend, and actually this week, we've got another former player coming on the show. So uh, looking forward to that. And we've got uh, some more special guests this weekend and beyond. So we're going to try to mix in some guest appearances on the show. So uh, thanks for the kind words about our special guests that we've had. We've got more of them coming. So looking forward to that. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 